0: welcome back to cast me to hell with me seb and me robbie and this is our episode 43, and here we are in the January dumping ground, as we like to call
1: it. <laughs> yes. So um, we recorded, uh, this was actually the lost episode, uh, yes, last episode last January, wasn't it? So we recorded um, about From Dust Till Dawn and The Stepfather, the original, not the remake. And this time uh, we will be going back to From Dust Till Dawn and also covering um, a. a I don't know whether to call it a hidden gem of the slasher uh, craze. It,
0: I believe it's become a little bit of a cult kind of thing. It was an unexpected hit, an expected small hit back yeah. in its day kind of thing from what it did. Um, and that is Madman 1982. Yes. Still. Um... Um, a strange one that we'll be getting into. Some people here listening may be like, I have no fucking clue what that film is, because I can't say I've ever <laughs> heard of it beforehand. Um, yeah, so quite a strange one. But let's start with the January dumping ground to make it clear what the fuck we're on about. Yes. So this came to us like a year ago, as we said, and uh, our last episode, so we'll probably occasionally in this be a, get a bit of deja vu where we're like, we've explained this before, <laughs> <That nobody's laughs> but no one heard. ever heard it. For the second time a second last episode we've now got two of those yeah. as we mentioned in the last episode our scream one also is now a lost episode yes. um but um the january dumping ground uh, the idea behind this is for film studios um uh, for quite a for quite a long time this hasn't always been the case but it quite often can be that box office numbers tend to be a little bit lower around January time. So even though at Christmas they could be quite high, around January they tend to kind of dip a little bit. They're like films, people will go out, but they're not really, no films are really releasing their big major blockbuster in January. It's a little bit different now. Nowadays, there seems to be, they seem to be spread all over the place. But there was a point in time when, blockbusters would only really hit in summer. Yeah,
1: they, you would have your summer releases um, and then you, you would have a kind of obviously horror films would predominantly dominate kind of October and the early part of November. And then you would kind of have Christmas films or Star Wars always seem to come out in December. Yeah, you evening, also get the
0: awards know. films. The awards so you get the, films, high, yeah. the ones that are trying their hardest to get awards going. So because you've got a lot of those trying to pack it in at the same time, it's also a case of like you've either got awards films which they know that certain people a lot of people like although they might say they're amazing at the same time not all of those films make a huge amount of money they kind of are there just to be people go see them more because oh that was nominated for an oscar or a golden globe or all those kind of films so that's why the way they kind of look at it but um well the last jewel for instance you know yeah Uh, yeah that kind of Died, a, yeah. yeah, died a little bit of a death at the box office, sadly. I yeah, think, I believe, but um, yeah, those those kind of films. Um, and then in between that, what was it? January re- jump, jump. January bumping ground (laughs) January bumping January jumping January bumping uh, January dumping ground is because it also tends to be the time of year when film studios get rid of their back catalogue of films we are like actually you know what we don't know how the fuck to market this film we don't know where to market it we don't know if it makes any sense we don't know it's films that the studios basically have lack of any trust in so some of them occasionally end up being big hits like say Split yeah from M. Night Shyamalan a few years ago um that one ended up being a surprise where i don't know if they had faith that it would be i think they thought it might have been okay but they also might have thought people would be like what the hell is that film i'm not going to see that yeah you know they didn't really quite have the faith and it turned out to be quite a hit but then you have a lot of other ones that are just kind of thrown in there and you'll know because whether it's comedy horror action it's the films that are just like normally. They're not always great films. They're normally quite yeah. rough films or films where they've just given up and been like, you know what, you're fired as the director, and we've brought in an editor, and they couldn't do anything. It's still fucked, but we <laughs> spent a lot of money on this, so we're gonna just give it to people in the hope that someone watches it. Yeah. Um, in recent years, obviously, as I said, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, it's definitely changed. <laughs> It's not quite the same as it was, but you know, um it definitely is a time when you get like crazily cheaper kind of films. Well yeah. Um and horror films as well. You get a lot of horror films in January. And when you'd think you'd get a lot in um, you know, October and things like that, and but there's only so many you can fit into one month.
1: That's usually the big hitters, aren't they? Yeah. So
0: I and mean... apart from the bigger ones, obviously that like it or things like that, which could be blockbuster level. Yeah, then you've got the ones that are cheap, but they also have zero faith in and like throw it out there. We haven't really got anything that we need to sell this time of year. Give it a try. It might do terribly. Oh, well, no one remember it was released in January.
1: <laughs> well, more often than not,
0: <laughs> they tend to have a, a
1: lower budget as well,
0: don't they? Oh, yeah. Some of them are very, very low indie kind of budget. Not trying to be, you know, not the kind of low indie budget where like, oh, we could release now and get an Oscar because, you know, Madman was never going no. to be something. <laughs> <laughs> I it tries to do artsy thing in weird ways. But that's it. I mean, I guess we'll start with Madman. <laughs> Madman is, I um, think, this is our starting point. But weird, we give a little, um, so <laughs> Madman is directed by um, Joe, Joe Gia, Gia, Gianon we're absolutely slater in people's names we again. are and you know uh, yeah and produced by gary sales who i know is all over this film because gary sales also writes the songs he so writes this the films songs. <laughs> so he writes he's the film the exactly <laughs> i produced the film i write, I write the, the theme film tune. yeah <laughs> <laughs> little tune. throwback
1: to the uh, little britain days there for you <laughs> yeah. there you go um, um, um the director
0: also wrote this film um i don't know what exactly he wrote down
1: <laughs> but this was actually the film that i um i suggested wasn't it because I don't i don't know if i read the exact uh kind of list that this was on but uh complex magazine uh said that this was you know uh, one of the greatest slasher films of all time and it, i didn't read that exact list but i did read one of the lists which, which spoke about some of the underrated slasher films yeah and madman was on there um and it's been on amazon prime for quite some time uh, so i thought you know what i don't really know anything <laughs> about it Let's let's do well, it. But it's, it's a like, January dumping ground yeah. film, so yeah, it fit the January dumping. <laughs> with, so let's stick in. Um, I'd never heard of this film,
0: like not at all. No. So I was a bit like, okay, so the madman or the original title, Madman, the legend lives. Yes, <laughs>
1: uh, and it's it's. I mean, the film itself is kind of is is weird. So. Yeah. It, in it, terms of
0: plot, it's it's just, extremely straightforward. An ax yeah. wheeling maniac who has some kind of leg- uh, who has some kind of back history as in terms of he used to he butchered up his whole family and then and they then tried to hang him. They tried to hang him and then they they kind of explain this kind of right at the beginning. We get straight into this at the yeah. beginning of the film. It's literally and a lot of it's told through song <laughs> where we have a character called TP going around <laughs> the fireplace and and singing them all a song which is really weird and like really weird like song the brave madman Mark as he like It's <laughs> like okay okay well like this the the rest of the people just look so weird and well, out by out well this. it is
1: it's a weird scene because it opens up almost with this kind of um yeah again it's kind of trying to follow in the in this kind of uh i mean i'm guessing joe giano well, had definitely, I'm going to Google it quickly, but he must have had some kind of interest in kind of foreign films and Italian cinema, you know, and Giallo and stuff like that. Because oh, it, op- yeah, yeah. it opens up with this kind of funky synth almost like funky synth song, doesn't it? It does. It opens up with but, this thing and then we go into, um... I, I mean,
0: I would, I could possibly imagine quite so like the kind of zombie two kind of thing because obviously we've talked about in the past yeah. like Dawn of the Dead and we have an actress from Dawn of the Dead in mm. this film. You know, she is cast as the main thing which kind of makes you believe and with the music that goes with it, it kind of makes you believe that he may have seen Dawn of the Dead or he actually saw zombie two, ver- <laughs> he saw the Italian kind of version instead. Um, it's a it's an interesting synth kind of music that also occasionally mix in there was as a, like daughter' of the dead, yes, I could like in a in a way, but um, we've got a mixture of rip off here. this is in the territory isn't it of yeah. when we had Friday the thirteenth was released, Halloween had come, Friday the thirteenth was you know trying to get on that slash of glory, and then we had films like the Burning that I've mentioned before yeah. we haven't reviewed before, but the burning and well, this was madman and these were all kind of i know it, the, uh, the, the golden um, age of slasher films.
1: You yeah know? This but is this is still... very
0: much still like we are as close as we could get to friday the 13th without completely being a retro on friday the 13th while mixing in some little leather face in there too there's a yeah, kind of a little bit you know there's a, and there even is a part when they're by the the car at one point in the film and it goes yeah. like <laughs> it's so, so it's mixed in there it? with the synth music but um and then we because we opened the film with that whole madman like synth music like yeah get madman and it's like red titles and it's like and, straight in with that kind of I, I was kind of into the to be fair the music was okay with me but you no know, I, was, I was
1: enjoying the music the problem is i was like am i trying <laughs> are these are we gonna die or are we gonna get down you know what i mean like the music was so funky and then we move into um you know we move into people um tp is it TP who's telling the tp's story? the one singing and telling the story around the fire who's yeah
0: i mean he's weird straight away when you look at him there's just so kind of i yeah. just straight away found creepy about this dude definitely
1: um <laughs> but it opens up quite interestingly because um he's telling you know the he but it's weird but it's interesting as well because yeah. he's sing he's singing and it just feels very out of the blue because there's no there's almost no setup for him singing it just opens no it, there is no the yeah. music fades out and he's singing and he's singing in time with the music so i was kind of like this is weird yeah um and then we get into this this idea of the um of a, a kind of an the urban man, legend yeah, this campfire legend. setting which you know was was very kind of prominent in Friday the Thirteenth, especially the the kind of the first two or three. You know, mm. I I think I know this. I think the second one opened with a campfire. No, the second one opened at the um at Alice's place. The third one opened with um the campfire when he's retelling the story. Yeah. Um, and it feels very kind of reminiscent, vaguely similar of that kind of thing. And for me, that was quite cool because. I really like the idea of Campfire Tales. I mean we do Campfire Tales every Halloween. Um and when we when we look into the actual like production of this film, um, so it was originally kind of uh it was originally um kind of conceived in nineteen seventy nine by the the two people who did it. Um and it was because of the success of, you know, the low budget horror films. So I think, you know, they they started working on it in um, nineteen seventy nine, and they managed to secure a budget of three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, so it's it's like it's still low budget, but it's yeah. it's kind of it's it's a decent enough little budget. Um,
0: but yeah, when you read about it though, it seems like a lot of it was almost made in contrast to other horror films being made at the same time, and this is the one that kind of decided, oh, oh, they're doing that, so we're going to have to change yeah. that. And like, because obviously seventy nine, you know, they kind of. Although I know that Friday the 13th haven't been released yet, I feel like it was quite that was quite marketed. That was quite like, oh, they've done this because they kind of talked about in papers that they're making this big film. Yeah. So I can't imagine that still they didn't kind of hear that and go, oh, we need to get onto that kind of craze as well at the same time, considering it took a while to get there. Um, And I don't know this urban legend.
1: I've noticed that a few times, Popped up the Cropsey Maniac. I don't know. It's actually a really interesting urban legend. Um, And I watched a documentary on it simply called uh, Cropsey, which I'd really recommend people to watch if you haven't. Um, And it looks into this kind of urban, it just looks into this urban legend kind of specifically. And I believe Cropsey is New York based. um, Yeah, it's a New York based um, urban legend and it's kind of a. about you know if kids were missing when they would say oh it's cropsy who's done it and you know it's is he it was kind of this this boogeyman you know yeah okay. and we get and the thing that's really interesting is every kind of culture and every suburb has its own boogeyman you know for yeah so for i think i don't know if i've told this one on the story but i think i have um but we're obviously both from the same kind of like town aren't we yeah um and obviously we're were infamous for Fred and Rose West but there was also something interesting and this is more about the urban kind of legend about it um but near where my parents lived there used to be I don't know if you remember this it was near near the GP surgery in Churchdown. Yeah. um there used to be a massive estate there with massive um like a massive kind of dark wooden fence you couldn't you know you couldn't look over it it was yeah. a huge estate and there were always urban legends <laughs> about the person who lived there because oh, nobody yeah, ever yeah. saw him there you know nobody knew what was behind them they knocked yeah, no, it down I'm and about... built it into a tra- uh housing estate now
0: so, yeah but it was all it was always like yeah there was always a house there was just a house left there in a kind of overgrown shrubbery yeah. kind of area and whether anyone was even there or someone was there. Like, I, yeah, I remember those kind of urban legends. You and always do that as as kids, don't you? You always yeah. grow on that kind of, oh, who's there? Or who's in that creepy house? Or I never yeah. see that person come out of their house. Why is that?
1: And it's a really cool hook for a story. You know? um, yeah, but at the same time, so, so well, like, I know they did that kind of... Well, that was the idea. However, um, so... This is the burning, but... I, yeah, yeah. They, they they made it. And then obviously they had the working title, you know, Madman, the legend lives. Um, and it could have took ages. Um, and it got, they got to 1980, and they managed to get enough money for it. However, they then kind of heard that, you know, Harvey Weinstein's... Um, <laughs> the Burning. The Burning, 1981. Can you call it Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> The Burning? I, I, yeah, when you call it that, it's a bit <laughs> weird. But, you know, he that dude was the moneybags, you know what I mean? Um, you wouldn't want to cross him at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that also obviously has Cropsy as a character and as a main thing. So they kind of had to change it to this idea of Madman Mars, and they apparently they rewrote a large chunk of it, yeah. um, which <laughs> into kind of,
0: this weird um Madman Mars character, which himself who is very hard to define in this film at all. Yeah, in a way, like like you can pick parts of him where he looks like some. I mean, I just kept calling him a dog. Yeah, because he because <laughs> his screech like and squeals dog. like a dog. He he looks kind of like he's a dog man. <laughs> yeah, because he's like hairy faced. He's got a kind of he's got a he's got makeup on that also kind of looks like a mask. And I was trying the whole thing to work out whether it is a mask, but one, the eye is closed over, so I was assuming it's not a mask. But yeah. Around one of the eyes, it looks like it's open, like a mask. I was like, is this going to be like a leather face kind of thing? Yeah, you know. Um and then he's got the overalls, more like uh, part two Jason. Yeah,
1: he has, hasn't You know,
0: except he's a bigger lad. <laughs> he, yeah,
1: he's quite a hefty big boy.
0: He, <laughs> he, is, he gets around, and um, so yeah, like he. But th- this is this is the weird like uh, juxtaposition in this film, where you've got like this weird dog howling
1: guy, <laughs> yeah, who's
0: going around and butchering people who. Yes, although we get a backstory for how he, you know, butchered his wife and, you know, was hanged and things like that. And then when they
1: came back, his you body know, had disappeared. Which
0: again doesn't complete I don't quite then know why he's a howling weird like that doesn't ex- quite explain that part of it. <laughs> no. And it also it also doesn't really like um but but that's like that's like it. In terms of what I would say to a plot or a feature of this story, yeah. that's it. We well, get that bit of backstory which and then, is kind of done in about five minutes and then we basically get as if as if someone's seen friday the 13th and went oh they know what it is they get it we don't need to we don't need to we don't need to, don't need to give any characters much reason in this film it literally is like so we have the 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 main actress um who is uh, uh galen, galen ross. ross and i think you can almost tell that she was almost like a bigger get Whereas the rest of them were pretty much unknown barely actors kind of thing. I think the like they knew who was in a way because it's basically like she stays in one spot while everyone else one by one (laughs) continues in the most like obvious way that you could do it is like, So you're going off. Oh, he's gone. All right, I better go. I need to go. Oh, he's gone, we better go. And and that's kind of That's kind of what we get here. After we get Richie, um, Jimmy Steele. I I don't know why I'm pointing out the actor's name. This is what I mean. It's almost like pointless because it's like, oh, I know Jimmy. No, you don't know Jimmy (laughs) Steele. But the weirdest. Well, he was the one who. So he's the one who summons at the when. um, One guy I did love was um, was was it Max?
1: Yeah, the main guy with the mustache.
0: Yeah, like who's Carl Fredericks, who who really isn't in it very much at all, but. Um, I, I just straight away, it was just so great. He looked like a guy who should have, who should literally have a pipe, a gun, some kind of wildlife jacket, and he should have his leg up on a on a log the whole time, just, and, just yeah. And he should have all a,
1: the women around, and he should have an absolute piece of pipe on.
0: Him. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like all of the women around that campfire. He should have just be like, "Do you want to come to my study?" Yeah,
1: and, he it, just in and he's just piping them all. He's just piping. And that's the thing. It's like he literally he tells the story, doesn't he? Yeah. And then Richie is just like Mars, Mars, Mars or Mars Man. I don't shancer. know what is
0: wrong with Richie.
1: Like literally he like stands up
0: <laughs> and just screeds it out. And that is like the last line that he says in the entire film. Well
1: the funny thing yeah it is. But the funny <laughs> until th- th- the end of the film. <laughs> the thing that gets me is we have this bit, and he throws a rock, and it somehow goes into Madman Mars's house because somehow they're near there, but they don't they're know. they right where. there, yeah. It seems, um, the, the location of the house seems to change quite a bit. From it where does. They were originally. <laughs> uh-huh. they, they're there, walked over
0: there, but then we have Richie. Um, this I assume they you maybe with like Richie, uh, like he sees he sees Mad
1: Mars after he but says it. You, he sees he a he bit sees of tree, the tree, kind of, which yes? is mental because Madman Mars is I'm just going to call him Mars from now on (laughs) because I don't want to summon him but he's he is he's a he's a big lad yeah and he's tall but he's in a tree like Predator and he's He's literally like
0: clinging awkwardly in that tree as well yeah yeah Richie kind of sees him in the tree and then so basically and then Richie's story from then on is as we follow him randomly walking around the, for no reason like tp comes along as they're like they're like guidance counselors of course they are yeah that's i would it. say at the same time that, like we can again maybe it's a film that just is like we don't need to do silly exposition so that's fine that's all right you know and there's no problem doing so but we never really completely clearly get like okay no. so you've got all these kids and your people there i'm just going to assume you're camp counselors you don't seem like the usual camp counselors <laughs> well that's the
1: thing it's like with so with, I mean, yeah, you could say that the the you know majority of Friday the Thirteenth is like is the same story each time. It's all about counselors in this place. But the thing is, at least they spend sometime establishing that they're counselors and that they're at a camp.
0: And that they're characters and they interact with each other yeah, properly and not in
1: random little creepy scenes. Yeah, because cause Max literally just says, all right, after he's, you know, awoken uh, Mars, he just says, all right go back to your bunks and like keep yeah. an eye on the kids and then you you, you see like two kids in the film
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's way more kids later on but at the start you like get a random oh, yeah, spattering yeah. but at the end you get more but it's like it is completely oh yeah, yeah. it but just you. it just has so many random scenes like this so like 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 that Richie one goes, like, we have TP. He's taking people off. Suddenly, Richie kind of sees Madman in the trees. And instead of, like, running off to TP and stuff to be like, there's a man in the street or stuff, he just then suddenly starts skulking around the forest yeah. for the next hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> he skulks around the forest. He skulks to Madman Mars' house. He goes to Madman Mars' house, by the way, twice in this film. And it's not really explained what happens the first time he really goes to the house. So you see him going up to the house. Then we go back later and he's then skulking around the forest again. Then when he sees what he thinks is Madman Mars taking someone to the house, then he goes back to the house. <laughs> it's never explained what the fuck he did when he first went to the house. So no. he obviously didn't look very well. Um, and that's that's Richie's story right up until the ending, which we'll come we'll, back to we'll later. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. Uh, we're not telling this in an order. You want to go no. see it. Go get it on Shudder or wherever you Amazon Amazon get it. You know, Prime. Amazon Prime and Prime. Unwind.
1: There's a there is that um, that strangely erotic uh, scene in the hot tub as well where I messaged you saying yeah there's an erotic scene now, now <laughs> here's a, the, here's this scene.
0: weird this is weird like this is probably this is, might be why it's a cult purely for weird ass scenes like this yeah you know like TP's weird stalkerish eyes bug eyes that kind <laughs> of just follow follow around. Um, Galen Ross is uh, what's her action in Betsy? Yeah, Betsy. So she's following around the Tony Fish's TP, which again is just so fucking weird. Weird yeah. TP, especially when in America TP is you know, yeah, like <laughs> TP for my bumhole. for my bungle. you know. Yeah. It's a toilet. It's like toilet paper, basically. Yeah. Um, but we we get those weird like when you're when you said earlier about the weird artsy scenes. This scene is suddenly like so synthesized music we've almost no, like a minute ago, like Betsy and that was kind of like, oh, he's being such a weird guy. He won't give up. I just want to have like, she wants to have a fling and tp tp no he wants more than this he wants yeah. every year apparently they come and go from this and they get together and break up and tp is like wants more and he just does weird like bursts of like at a campfire he does like a weird burst. They're like ah, this is a... where well, this is like basically making it clear that like this is a... i'm tired of this not being like in front of all of the kids and stuff it's just yeah. the weirdest like so weird like again which makes you other camp counselors or are these they're People's kids and stuff, yeah. or like what what's going on? But then we get that hot tub scene where very quickly she seems to like he, he says sorry in front of everyone, I think, before that. He says sorry. T B like says sorry in front of the yeah. whole people there. Um again, we haven't really heard much of them talking to each other. He just nah. randomly sat there, he's staring at them with his <laughs> weird bug <black> eyes, <laughs> and then he announces that he's sorry that that, and then that makes Betsy go,
1: okay. Now, now we can go hot tub. <laughs> now let's have sets in a hot tub. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? And that scene of them in the hot tub. Oh, this goes is the, off this off like the one part. Yeah, words. it goes
0: on for two or three minutes. We get synthesized music. And this is almost the part I'd say people should just check out because it's so fucking weird because they do this weird twirling yeah, in the hot do, tub. They yeah. both do. So TP starts twirling in the water. Yeah. And then Betsy uh, starts twirling in the water away from each other. Like they're circling each other. They're either going to start having the sex or they're going to kill each other. (laughs) Basically, they're
1: like Beyblades. Like
0: it almost feels like the director was like, right. I know these really cool artsy shop where where I would kind of go around you. But we don't have the budget to do that. Yeah. So if you spin, <laughs> if you spin in the water, I'm sure it'll look about the same yeah, hear me, hear as it. if I do a whole 360 shot because I can't do it over the water. So I'm just going to have to get you two spinning around each other <laughs> as if you're in some
1: kind of weird vortex. Yeah, it's so weird, man. And then obviously you have Madman. Mars just watching, kind of whack like it. Brain, whacking it, in the, <laughs> uh, whacking like, it, like, the window howling like a dog. Yeah, and then I mean that's, the... and again,
0: it kind of seems like they were like he was gonna go in, and then now that that was kind of just it. They're just kind of doing a bit of the fucking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the the chef dies, doesn't he? I can't remember how he dies. that. It's what well, it, it's
0: because it's so like so. Th- th- it sounds like completely ragged out. There are some things that I do quite like about that I have quite enjoyed about this. Yeah, because I mean, some of the kills
1: are. Uh, to kind of go
0: back to the january dumping ground kind of theme that's running through this it is very much that we're kind of looking at these films and going are these if these are january dumping grounds these are films that are almost deemed as like poorer quality because they get released at the same time some people kind of treat them like oh i or have never seen them because they're like oh it was probably shit it was released at that time of year or i've never heard of it because in january they also don't get as much put on the promotion for the film yeah or any of those kind of things so you know, January uh, to so this kind of film to I'm not say I'm completely shitting on it because there were some things I enjoyed. Yeah, like not every slasher film has to, I guess, doesn't have to have a like you know what you're going for. So at the end of the day, if you want a slocky horror film, who gives a shit if there's actually no story and yeah. who gives a shit? You know, I personally, and I think you're kind of the same that like we can enjoy like a complete like shitty one and we can enjoy a well-made one yeah. although i feel like we both still kind of come in the vein where we kind of both need a little bit of a story a little yeah bit of character. You a little sub in the movie. you know even a, a little bit of not even if one character is good but the rest of it like even if betsy's character was well formed and yeah. that could save it because we've had certain horror films where it's only like the one character who's like really that like strong and then the yeah. other ones are just not that well-formed
1: character and that's it you li- there's no there is no story it's like there five no, minutes like, and then we, it's like, we don't oh, get do any reason
0: for Betsy and we don't even really find out so we've got this kind of oh there's this romantic thing between Betsy and TP kind of thing but we get no development on that really apart from a few quick scenes so it's not like oh well there's this romantic relationship to root for or not root for now because one he looks like a complete creep yeah. <laughs> like you're just like skeeved out by looking at him <laughs> and um and then you've got Betsy, who, like, fair play. She's played by someone who was in, a you know, a, a, a certain, like, great zombie movie. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it's... Her character is kind of, for the most part of the film, non-existent. Yeah. She's there a little bit at the beginning. She is in scenes scattered throughout the film, and then she's in it more at the end, as if she's meant to be some badass character. Yeah. But she's not there consistently. She literally almost is like, right, we'll pluck you there. And we'll send the people around you because you're our final girl yeah and in terms of a final girl she's not a strong kind of final girl because we've had no reason to root for her the whole film because all we've seen is her just like yeah you go out and check on those people yeah i'm gonna stay in this office and do (laughs) something
1: i don't know (laughs) i'll look after the kids i guess is the (laughs) there's one one bit i like but we'll get to that when we get there um because it, it does, it seems to, it seems to drag so much. Um, and then, I mean, there is,
0: there is a good reason. I think that this film really drags and I could, I can account for this because um, <laughs> it also links back to a conversation we had, um, when we went out for a meal, a couple of weeks uh, ago for best friend's b- birthday. Yeah. Um, so it was me, uh, me and me, Rob and Charlotte, um, and, and, like, yeah. and, and there were other people there, but it didn't feel like, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so uh we were talking about like um i, I think anna might have brought it up at first that she was saying like that she skips parts of tv yes, shows or, yeah. or sometimes even films like little bits when it's like really slow and which stuff like to that. me is mental yeah 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 exactly that's it's like madness to me uh like this madness like it's like you've got to watch the whole product although um technically i've now been bad in a way today <laughs> because what i watched it on you can jump forward in like ten second 10 second in- increments i did yeah. do this at the start of the film <laughs> But in this film, like, and again, I will come to the bits that I like about this film, but the um, there are parts where literally we just follow someone walking through places for an insanely long amount of time. Yeah, It's like literally the filler of this film is right. We've got, um, I'm just trying to think of, Michael's not Dippy. <laughs> well, we have, yeah, <laughs> <have>, fuck is <laughs> Dippy. Ellie, I think it's Ellie. Dippy. Ellie, who's who's weird looking anyway. She's got big ass... <laughs> Like this is this is it's a, it's a mean thing, but in my head I was just looking at it like you look strange. <laughs> you got wide eyes and you got big teeth, and like it just doesn't quite like. Hey, don't bully her. <laughs> yeah, I'm being a bully right now. You are, that's me. Not bully. <laughs> but it's it's more also that she's just really. Oh, <laughs> like, look at that face. That's. <laughs> I think it's the expression. The expression, That's what I mean. It is. It's it's odd expressions that she makes. I mean, I, she's definitely not a very strong actress in this film. <laughs> to be honest, no. I found her quite like. Weird Weirdly, she's given some of the heavy lifting to do when she really can't do it, kind yeah. of thing. Um,
1: but she was, hey, she was in Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> they'll come for <to> you, man. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, even her. So there's that
0: scene when she's in, when you know, when she's inside of the house. Yeah. And she like um and she like hides in the fridge while Madman Marks is making yeah, which is out. a
1: weird place to hide. It's a weird place. To she starts like clearing out the
0: fridge <laughs> <laughs> as well as on top of my head. The funniest thing is like when Mad Max like going around. It's like first she's making weird breathing. It, it, she's making motions with her face as if she's talking, and they've cut the sound or something. Yeah, because it looks like she's like. Opening her mouth a lot. I'm like, is she meant to be talking, but they've got rid of the sounds because it was like, oh, that didn't make sense in there. Probably. Um, so, like, it didn't really make sense. But she's in there and then she starts making more normal, kind of slight breathing sounds and stuff like that. But she's like erratically looking around. And then for some reason, she stares to the side where the only thing that seems to be left in the fridge is uh, X. <laughs> There's like a bit <laughs> of eggs to the left of her. And I'm just looking at it and she looks at it where, in my mind, for some reason, the first time I was like, is she thinking that she can attack with the eggs? <laughs> you
1: know, having the egg eggs. in this trying time. Yeah, yeah. Can I, like, can I, offer, know, you can I <laughs> offer you that egg? Can I offer you egg? I was
0: like, triangle. I just <laughs> was looking, she just stares for a second, like gauble it. I don't know if she's hungry or what, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just egg. There's just all that's left in the fridge is eggs. And I'm like, is she about to get murdered with eggs. Also, yeah. like, um and then she steps out, and then to get to the like the main point is. She then walked through the hallway of that house. Yeah, and it's like, like literally, I swear, to, like I know because I was skipping a little ten-minute I got bored of like waiting for her to do so because I was like, in a way, it's almost like I was like, I could predictably guess, like, it's oh, not, nah, it's not happening yet. I know, no, it's still not happening. It'll happen, yeah. And I'll stop, and I'll be like, yeah, it's gonna happen now. I can have, t- I can tell yeah. at this point with horror films. So I was being naughty in that way, but at the same time, I was just like, the fuck, this is almost two minutes of you walking through a hallway. This is probably a combined time of, I don't know, ten minutes of the film of Richie scouring his way <laughs> through the forest. It makes no sense. Betsy with her gun walking through it towards the end, like when she's walking through and she has the gun and it's just like long streaks through the house, through the like the middle of the thing, like looking around. Okay, this, oh, nothing happened. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that and like, I swear a lot of the portion of this film is made up of just characters walking mindlessly, like searching but just walking through the forest as if that's enough to be like, I know it's low budget, so they're kind of they're kind of fill out because they probably don't have like, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. We're good. But we've got a forest setting. So let's just show off this like, yeah.
1: forest, all these buildings. Well, that kind of it reminded me a bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, where you do you have a lot of characters just kind of walking and searching the house and stuff like that. but. Then you know the way in which To Tobe Hooper used kind of or Toby Hooper used um you know the low angles and kind of the set design to make it interesting and you know yeah. he made there some tension. However, yeah. with this, I I get what you mean. It's just people walking. Um, the one one bit I did like was um <clears throat> I did like uh TP's, uh death yes when he got hung Um, yeah
0: I liked I I thought that this is one thing I did actually I did for the most part I actually liked the deaths yeah I thought the deaths were quite creative considering that this was made about the same time as Friday the 13th part two yeah I'd almost say that quite a few of these deaths are actually probably more creative than some of the deaths in the some of those Friday the 13th films in ways because they kind of they go for a slightly different angle some of the some of the characters is they're like trying to escape maybe don't make completely stupid decisions at first like there are certain things that i'm kind of like yeah i kind of uh enjoyed certain deaths in the in this film yeah like Uh, well i just i like his death though yeah yeah him getting hung
1: and then still kind of being able to fight and then trying to drag his way back up and there's quite a nice
0: suspense to that scene where he's like that but you're actually oh it actually kind of looks like he's gonna
1: might be able to this kind of thing um and then mark then when mars just you know kicks his leg away and it kind of falls and hangs i thought that was a really cool well he he like grabbed him
0: because he he, like grabs him
1: he pulls him down so that he breaks his neck yeah that was really cool that's pretty sweet and i was (laughs) thinking oh maybe the kill's got to start picking up um and then i Mm. think you know we get like dave's decapitation which it was kind of cool. It was better. It was better seeing his. That's body the one I was on about
0: with the like the motor, like where he's kind of moving through. He's kind of dodging and kind of trying to get away. He's not just like like in some of them. You just get oh like even in like say Friday the 13th, you get one, it's just like oh against the tree and the tree, yeah, you know what I mean. Like this one, he's actually trying to dodge the like the axe. Yeah, and he's trying to get
1: away from it. He does, and then he just so
0: trips over,
1: and then it's like oh you're fucked. yeah, um, and that was a pretty cool one. Uh, I think so the the weird one for me was um so it's when we get the bit with i think stacy and she sees the headless body which was quite cool um <laughs> that made me laugh, that then, made me laugh that yeah it made me laugh
0: but it it's, da- cool. it's like dave are you okay yeah pulls it up and it's fake <laughs> and i don't know why like straight away in my head i went to like a scary movie kind of thing in yeah. my head whereas like pulled it up it's dave are you okay and for some reason in my head i start thinking like As if she was just going to keep going, like headless body. But Dave, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) Are you all right, Dave? How are you doing, Dave? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's the way that she goes into it. It's like, could you really not see that he was headless? (laughs) No head there. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: and then it, we get the guy which had the, the very weird, um, fashion sense. I would say, you know, it's the um, it was like a dude wearing like a. Red g- gilet or like a red vest or something like that. He was yeah, kind of yeah. funky. Yeah, I think looking. he, I think um, he's Dippy. No, that's not Dippy. <laughs> that's that not Bill. He was Dippy because oh Bill. Yeah, because Bill has. Oh yeah. This, oh yeah. Bill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Bill who's has Dippy. <laughs> I don't even I wanna know. know who Dippy is. I don't remember a Dippy. <laughs> Let's have a look at Dippy. <laughs> I don't anyway, remember Dippy. Bill either. with his weird, um, with weird, weird getup, um, uh, he's um, he has quite. Uh, an interesting death where he's kind of uh taken away and he's kind of I don't even recognize that dude um, oh he's
0: the he's the chef the yeah Dippy. Dippy's the chef that this is why he's not established because Dippy literally I barely even remember seeing kill. him yeah and then it's literally just like he walks into a room his throat just gets sliced apart yeah which again is <laughs> is the only thing that started giving me a little help. I was like oh it's sliced apart it was sudden I didn't know the character but at the same time I was like oh that wasn't too bad like effect wise yeah Um, so yeah, that one, that one was okay for me. Um, that's it,
1: Bill. So he's got this, he's, he's rocking a stash. He's got this red shirt and then he's got like this fleeced, uh, like vest. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a, it's a strange, you know. It's a strange get to be honest. I don't know if I quite like it or not. Um, <laughs>
0: but anyway, he... He seemed he, he looked different in certain ones to me. When he was in the house, he looked older. Yeah. And then when he was outside of he the car, younger. he
1: looked quite young. As he... if the actor had changed the movie <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was a different stash.
1: But I thought his death was on the cusp of being really cool. Because, like, he's just... So, yeah. again, this is one of those things where it's like... We have to have a bit of a... A bit of different logic with sit with slashes like where how did the slap how did the you know how did he move over there so quickly? yeah but he pulls he pulls bill out of the car and then the next bit he's like on a hill really far away he does his like dog bark <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's holding bill's body above him yeah and then he, I,
0: I'm like weirdly. Though I just sit, I can literally imagine the scene in my head. But what exactly? He kind of breaks his back, doesn't he? Yeah, but he kind of
1: pulls his body like down a bit,
0: kind of thing. Yeah, but it's, it's,
1: it's, him. it's only like a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's not like an over exaggerated thing. It's like a little bit. So it's yeah. almost you hear like, it, like, like the
0: cracking sound though. I think yeah, so
1: like you hear the back it, crack. It's more something. like the back crack as opposed to anything. So yeah, it looks like he's like helping him. He's like a chiropractor. Yeah. He's making his back better. It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I feel like that, like it, it felt like they were at least trying to do some different styles of death, which I yeah. kind of appreciated in this film, that they're trying for something a little bit different, a bit more of a mix, whereas when you say that the, at that point, the biggest ones say Halloween or things like that, not this and Halloween in any way, but just Halloween's very much kind of a strangle and yeah. you know, it's a bloodless one. Um, and even Friday the 13th has, obviously has some great inventive kind of deaths, but um again there's a little bit of a there can be occasionally a bit of a like you're stabbed in the throat here you've got this through the throat there whereas this one every death has slight differences yeah. something that they've kind of set up and I, I appreciated that as a kind of inventive style that they're trying to do that so as if although the whole the film as a whole kind of um yeah kind of buckles under the fact that it doesn't really try to build on the characters it just kind of hopes that you know friday the 13th and therefore that you're happy to just watch a slasher film about a dog man yeah um, that's basically what it is it's literally <laughs> um but stacy's death i liked Which, I, I liked the event because she's get, trying to she gets she sees uh dave's dead um so convention is, is dave has that really weird scene in the house with the blade where he's doing some weird voice where I, I i was trying to, if he was making an acting kind of like a like he was doing a little act but at the same time he just came across like a weird like um like up himself kind of thing like an yeah. asshole at the same time <laughs> um but um stacy's lifting the bonnet of the car and she's trying to get the car working trying to yeah. get away because you know what she found out dave and, and then you get madman mark steps onto the top of the car and then stomps down on the hood so her head gets taken off yeah that was a cool one I thought that was a pretty like, I was like, Oh, that's a cool idea. I liked that. You know, even though they probably literally just used the, uh, again, budgetry wise, they look like they'd reused the, uh, headless part for Dave. Maybe in that well, part, apparently which, they, you used... know, if
1: you got it, <laughs> use it. Yeah. Apparently they used, um, for one of the deaths, for one of the decapitations, I'm not sure which one it was. Apparently they used, uh, condoms filled with blood, like fake blood. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Well, that could work to save that, on some of the budgets. Well, you know? That probably is
0: one like that, because you're not really seeing the head. Yeah, you're seeing the snap and the blood that kind of bursts, Yeah. So, so I think that. that's probably like something like Stacy's death there. um. But yeah, so th- those kind of uh, different deaths like TP, like struggling against had some good suspense. Dave getting chased through the forest. Um, Ellie, I mean, she does. As I said, it just goes on too long. It just goes on for a long time of like surviving. Not and then she just kind of gets an axe to the chest kind of thing. and. And this is the thing, though, because so one by one, we have, we have um, Betsy's kind of there after the whole like hot tub part. Yeah, like that's when we get TP goes off, who, to be honest, weirdly, because we've seen a lot of him and done quite a lot so far, I expected him to last possibly longer. He was weird, but I expected him to be more more him and Betsy towards the end kind of thing. But um, no, he's off. And then obviously, Dave goes off to find him. Stacy goes off to find Dave. Then, um, oh, Stacey had also told though at the same time before she goes off by herself, she goes and interrupts the sex between Bill and Ellie, yeah, and tells her, and tells, her, oh, I'm so sorry that I introduced in the weirdest way ever. Like it's not really strange, it's like yeah, but I need you to come back to the camp. Apologies again." And then yeah. we get that whole kind of play out. But then we get Ellie and Bill go out to find, yeah. and this whole time Betsy's just kind of with the kids back at the camp. Fair enough, someone's got to look after them. But it's just weird, like at no point does she show any interest in, no, I, no. I don't care they're they're fine but it all happens also it feels like it must have happened over such a short quick amount of time all of these deaths that I guess that's believable that they wouldn't have like bothered but then it's also like then then why are so many people going off (laughs) one by one it's just such a straightforward trope to be able to like that they are literally just going for we've made a film here's camp counsellors let's just start killing them one by one it
1: basically is just a series of deaths
0: yeah which for some people is probably perfectly what they
1: want from a horror film and that's what you know slashes ju- that's where you can boil a slasher down to but at least they usually have an app you know set up in the first act and you know you a, bit style, and a, bit a bit of, of tw- style a bit of
0: style Friday the 13th at least has a, a, a twist um, a backstory plot and yeah. a twist kind of thing it has characters you follow characters you kind of get to know a little bit you get scenes outside of it, whereas this you don't really get many more scenes apart from people walking through a forest or taking the kids somewhere. Yeah, and apart from that, it literally is just walking through the forest to their death, to the next yeah. death, to the next death. The deaths, as I said, I like the style of, um, but then we get and then after that we get the Betsy kind of, and suddenly it's like oh, and here's our final girl, and it's like yeah, but final girl kind of has to be earned.
1: Yeah, I thought it, to be honest, <laughs> I thought it was that that. The film had got kind of cool at that point because I was like, okay, she's got a shotgun, which isn't overly something that you yeah. know, final girls have. So I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Um, and I liked the bit where Ellie, the wounded Ellie, kind of appears at the window and Betsy shoots. I was oh, like, yeah, that's that, pretty man, cool. It caught me part. by surprise cause yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. yeah. Imagine just blast. At first
0: I wasn't sure if it was Ellie going towards or if it was Mad like throwing her against the yeah. But I was like, no, it actually was her. And also because I kind of was weirded out by Ellie, it kind of made me laugh yeah. it made me laugh and just
1: explode. Again, that's yeah, probably, probably the, the condoms. Fun. Yeah. There and I go. was just like, oh, that was a pretty cool moment. And I was thinking, oh, maybe this film's like started but to there's also up. terrible editing at that. Point. oh
0: yeah it like the window explodes and then suddenly we cut like we get that blood on the and then for some reason we get um betsy on the floor like quite far back on the floor kind of thing and she's she says so this seems like as if they've cut it off midway through what she originally said and there's a lot of that there. there's a lot of that kind of and then suddenly she's like cut and then it's like cut to oh kid get like one of the kids is suddenly there kind of thing and she says like get the it's not really clear why. And then the, she sends the kid off. And then it, then then suddenly yeah. she's over on the other side, next to that. And th- 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 there's like several cuts in like one minute of footage. There's several cuts that spliced together. Yeah,
1: it's all really weird. Um, and then you know we get the we get the bit where you know she says oh, to get people on the bus. And yeah, again, this dude's trying to get you know Madman Mars is trying to get on the bus, and he's got these nasty ass fingernails. And <laughs> I this. I'll I'll bring this up after because I had my own questions regarding Gare. Um and then she you know they they get they fight him off and she says you know drive off and get the kids safe, and then yeah. Betsy chases down Mars and we go to the house and <clears throat> we have like this short you know this short kind of action sequence where she gets ch- chased and then it's really weird because that's another editing thing she gets I think she gets hit by Madman Mars. <clears throat> Yeah, she does, yeah. And then the next thing, Mm. literally the next shot, it's night, and she's being dragged away across the floor. Yeah. And it's in darkness, and it's completely, like... Mental, because it, there's no like gentle bit that time. Uh, yeah, she bit gets, times past. She gets
0: dragged down the stairs into the yeah. basement. But then when she gets dragged, the whoever's being dragged down the stairs is also not the same person, because it almost looks more like a man's legs being dragged down the stairs. Yeah, they get dragged around. So again, this is all budgetary stuff where they obviously just couldn't afford to do half of this stuff properly. You know, in that certain way that would make it look le- more consistent in the yeah. editing and in the footage. Um, you know but this is the this is like this is why it's such a lack of story because then it literally gets like there's no like you expect her to kind of come back from it but she gets literally thrown onto a hook very texas chainsaw but that is a cool little
1: bit it's a cool bit you actually see it happen and i was like oh that's cool yeah like we said this is a relatively low budget film
0: yeah, um, and, and it, it goes like right in the middle of a chest. So it is, it is very well actually yeah. done that part because it literally you see it pop through and you're like, oh, shit, like that's actually quite impressive because it's not like you could easily do it if it's just under a certain part of your body. But because they've done it, I like, was right in the middle of the, yeah. close to the middle of the chest where I was almost a bit like, oh, shit, she dead. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that's like, that's uh, for a heart, I, was like, that heart? I was like, she dead.
1: Yeah. Um, um, and then she, you know, there's all the, all a, of the she bodies. She a knife in her hands. Yeah. All the, well, all the, she sees all the bodies of her friends are now in the basement of madman mars's house for some reason um i literally um, thought she was
0: gonna stab herself to be honest because the way she was looking at that knife. she did because it looked because again this is another editing thing where madman throws on the hook he kind of stood there for a second she kind of has the knife but it kind of seems like he was walking away from that first cut so then when she's looking at nice, quite a, like a, a few, like a few seconds or so, but it seems quite prolonged. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm like, is she considering whether to just off herself? Because she's fucked. Yeah, like, kind of thing. And then suddenly she stabs the knife and Madman Max is still literally within arm's reach still. And yeah, it's like, he, he was walking away from you, but <laughs> like, he would be across the room by now.
1: Like, he's not. Yeah. There. And then we get um, the candle know, and the fire, the candle and the... The fire. Then we get Madman Max barks oh <laughs> he, yeah. he lets out some scream and then that's it goes and then literally it doesn't show him leaving it doesn't show anything it just goes to the bus
0: yeah
1: where richie's there doing this weird ass stare like he's kind of looking at something but nothing and i i was thinking like if you saw this on stage
0: well it's uh max's co- character returning though isn't it character. yeah max's character gets out the car and yeah, he's and like the car.
1: that's it yeah um and you kinda of, I was thinking if you see an actor on stage doing something like that, you buy it a bit more. Like mm. bad acting, it, it you can tell bad acting when it's you know, yeah when it's on film, but when it's like in a theatre or a play or something like that, it's really hard to be like, No, that's bad acting, because you could kind of buy it, but yeah, it's so strange
0: in a film like that like a stood kind of shot like that just doesn't work like no. you need to have a most more action or reaction to it kind of thing yeah so he's just got this kind of and he's got this this look for on his face from most of the film you know in a way though <laughs> but he's literally just like he's like staring up at like i don't know the moon i don't know if that's another thing where they were trying to be like he's like some kind of wolf werewolf <laughs> kind of thing or something i don't know what the fuck but um yeah it's such a it is such a weird like scene again the fact that it literally goes to like she's on a hook fire starts and now here we are don't necessarily know exactly what happens to madman marks in a way you know but i guess we get that we do get like a final shot at the end of the film kind of thing so i think but, that's in the way but but that doesn't you know uh um, but that look on his face yeah. like he's just like in general he's just like a character you're just like i don't i just i don't get why anyone thought that this was a purpose his plots makes no sense there's no purpose to him but that's it it except for that he may have released or may not have that's unclear yeah (laughs) as to whether he did or did not unleash a curse (laughs) upon them
1: all but and that's 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 why at the
0: end he's like as if like he's now realized what he's done because of his curse never call out to the boogeyman kind of thing you know what i mean yeah i feel like that's where they were trying with it but it doesn't come off it doesn't
1: come off because you, you the time i was wondering so is mad Mar, madman mars is he like a revenant is he like a ghost which is kind of you know summoned by this curse and is kind of you know there and he's actually dead but when you you know if you if you engage with the urban legend that he's there or is he some kind of cannibal and he's a human well <laughs> a kind of dog human, a dog human because it's not explained at all throughout the whole film it just and then it just says, um, you know, Richie's like, he exists, Madman Mars exists. And then it just goes back into this song. And it's like, okay. So I guess he does. When well, he comes out of the fog, but it's a completely unrelated shot. It almost looks as if it's like promotional shots for it, you know? Because you see yeah. him like with this like you see his silhouette against like the fog and he's walking towards just the camera and it's like what? <laughs> what happened to Betsy? <laughs> Weren't you in a fire? Like, are you real or are you not, madman? Please tell me. It just makes no sense.
0: Yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's so it's such a bizarre and just that whole like um that whole scene, like the editing is just really bad on the voicing as well. Because yeah. I said to you, like, I couldn't tell. Um, I couldn't tell whether. Well, I know I didn't think it was actually his voice, like as if they'd added to that they'd, voice part in afterwards. Yeah. Um, I didn't know whether that was actually like his his voice there in the part. So I was kind of really freaking confused, like why, like why have they decided to add this in this way? And then we get the music, and the music is like properly weird. Yeah, and. It it's just so bizarre.
1: Um You I mean it's, your thoughts yeah. on that. <laughs> it all, it's all just a really, really um bizarre film. And I think the interesting thing is it was it it's it stayed in distribution limbo until like nineteen eighty one. And this is what we were we were saying, you know, when you picked me up from work and we were heading here. It had such a small kind of release, you know, it was originally apparently released in January, 1982, um, in Delaware and, um, Michigan. Um, and then the next year it came out again in January in New York. And then in February, in 1983, um, it came out. So it's all very, um, you know, it's all. It's very strange. And I was trying to look at, um, I mean, it grossed 1.3, uh, f 35 million. why oh, I said that's so weird in the United States. And it, and it, I think most of that was kind of from like the driving circuit and that kind of stuff we mentioned briefly about, um, the kind you know, it kind of being a video nasty and that's because over in the UK, I think there was a case of it, it being seized somewhere you know yeah as we mentioned
0: there was different levels that videos nasties hit at and one of them was literally just that at certain places certain councils in the uk would be like no and anything anything that was certain kinds of horror gore yeah any of that kind of thing would be like on the list of like no get that take them out of shops
1: yeah and that's why i was looking at um what else came out the same year that you know this film was released um and interestingly enough because we know that when a film is um films don't just kind of come out in dates because they're finished no 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 films come out at a date because they pay you know sit, you know distributors pay for marketing those marketing and, and yeah. pay for those slots they actually i didn't i never knew that they <laughs> had to pay for it to be in cinemas in that time I knew that they had to do it, but you know, I didn't think it was, was it's it's expensive
0: even just to like movies that have to change their dates all the time. That's expensive because it it can cost. I think the only thing that saves it is that other studios might go, Oh, actually we'll buy that out from you kind of thing that way. yeah,
1: That way you save money. But and when you look at, so, you know, just looking at some of the, the horror films that came out in, you know, theatrically in 1982, um, you had the Beast within which is this kind, of, which is quite a cool low-budget werewolf film. Um, you you had Swamp Thing, you had Swamp Thing. Is it yeah. the um? I think it might be the. First oh no! That, I, I, thinking I that, that was thinking that that's
0: the Wes Craven Swamp Thing, but uh, I thought he did. Uh, you, no, yeah, it was
1: Swamp it Thing. It Might yeah. be that one. I don't yeah, know. I think it um, is
0: Um, Wes Craven made. I think it's that one maybe I'm not sure uh, yeah um, um well he did have swap because that's obviously a, a DC one but it was weird like they yeah. made like a Wes Craven like 80s one um
1: yeah. but then if you if you're looking at what at uh, the main times that you you know you would want to put films out like if you if you wanted to put films out in the summer that year you had um you had rock between in may you had rocky free and conan the barbarian had annie. and annie <laughs> um in june you had uh, star trek 2 you had poltergeist you had E.T.
0: et which was like one of the biggest films ever for a long time yeah. it was like the biggest film ever made
1: but, yeah blade runner and the thing so you wouldn't compete with those um June, July, doesn't it? July's got Tron actually, which obviously was a massive film at the time. Um, but then if we jump forward to October, no, Friday
0: the Thirteenth Part Three was there too. Yeah, you know. that came out in August.
1: Yeah, so see, even even again,
0: that's more putting it into the kind of that Friday the Thirteenth would become like all oh, the kids are off school yeah, in the summer. Let's get them to see it, not at Halloween, but in the summer. Like, oh, the kids will want to go to see a horror film in in the summer. Yeah,
1: and I mean. October kind of you've got uh the Slayer and then you've got Halloween free um, season, <laughs> season of the witch which you wouldn't put it up against um but then that was obviously going to be Halloween <laughs> yeah definitely um and then you know in November because obviously October to November you often get your horror films you had Piranha 2 uh, you had Creepshow which was obviously massive Slumber Party Massacre um you know, you you had a lot more in, in, in Seminoid, which was apparently fucking mental. Um, and that was in 1982. So obviously you're not going to be able to get it in as many theatres then. And then in um in in uh, 1983, because that was the kind of second phase of it coming out, in January alone, you had um, House on Sorority Row, um and in february when it kind of came out now this is the one which i actually thought um because uh i'm looking at the numbers.com and this actually lists madman's official release as being in february 1983 but we yeah. know it, it was it had been around kind of moving around because
0: in january kind of like a horror film nowadays that would be more um you know Festival circuits, then it gets the chance to become a bigger film because people are like, "Oh, that wasn't
1: too bad. We could release that. Yeah. We could raise that for a bit of money." But I mean, in February alone, you had The Entity, you had Videodrome, you had the King, you know, the King of Comedy. You had um, your favorite, The poets of Penzance. <laughs> you know, so there I mean there were there were quite some stacked films coming out then and you know that it wouldn't have been able to compete. Well, th- with
0: I think this is why the January Dump and ground is kind of what it is because there's always a stack of films yeah like more and more over time especially and as you'd started to hit out of the 70s into the 80s cinema had become such a big cultural thing yeah um you know it became it was it at some point in time it was seen as more of a like a specialist thing over time it became this is the place to be the cinema in the 80s yeah into the 90s um and by the 90s you had blockbusters and then you had more blockbusters and they were just getting more and more and films were being made new more studios more things Yeah. and this leads to not like nowadays where you've got a million films that are constantly trying to struggle to be in the cinema at the same time that Big films cancel each other out nowadays because we have so many big ones, and then you've got loads of ones on streaming as well nowadays. So it's packed now. Um, But even back then, these films, like a film like this, a little film like Madman, is is just nothing. So if a studio did pick it up, they'd be like, "This is the place to dump it." Yeah. January, we don't need to do any, we don't really need to do any marketing because anyone that wants to go, they'll just find it at the cinema. If They just go to the cinema. Yeah, well, a, a lot drama. of these films do not tend to get them They don't want to spend the money on marketing. They yeah. don't want to spend the money on like a peak time of year. And back then January would not have been the peak time of year, it would have been for films where they literally were like, oh, I don't we don't know if this is going to be successful or not. You know, yeah. what I mean, like you said, like things like Videodrome and stuff before. But at the same time, that was very niche cinema. That was niche niche. horror. It wasn't Friday the 13th, like, big with teenagers. That was more like adults who appreciated cinema kind of horrors. You know what I mean? And they're the kind of ones that end up getting released in January, along with slockier stuff like stuff that always comes into my head like do you know do you remember those films like um like the the frankenstein one or the one that was called priest with paul bettany
1: yeah like
0: those kind of ones where it was like an action film but like an action-y kind of weird horrory angels and demons kind of like Yeah, and and they literally they, they would make like they were made quite small budget and they'd make a, a an okay amount but they were always like January release where they were like oh we yeah. don't know if anyone's going to see these but we keep having success with these like little like it... little weird mixed tone horror but not quite horror film not quite and, big budget you know, you know not quite action basically like rip offs of Underworld and Resident Evil yeah you know what I mean um so it is such a weird like it is such a weird time now we've kind of talked through it and, and with Madman I know that Madman's definitely a case of um I think we kind of worked through, uh, and I feel like in the time we've done it, it feels like we actually kind of went through it fairly quickly, but then that's because there's not too much to kind of in the film. No, there isn't. But we also wanted to talk about our thoughts across the film, because I feel like a lot of people might not have seen this. I don't know if this would necessarily make anyone want to see it. Um, If you like a standard kind of horror film where you're just kind of getting the kills, then for the most part, this is kind of that, you know? um but it's not like where there's a reason that some of these get remembered and that's because of the horror icon that's behind it yeah and most face are jason are freddie and madman is certainly not a horror he's a he looks like a guy who's slapped on some fake tan and had really like it's like they tried to make over an old hillbilly or something yeah like a hillbilly and they decided we're gonna give you a little bit of weird like tan to your face (laughs) yeah it it looks it's just very weird
1: you know or like yeah they've given them bad advice women love dogs women act like a dog Be dog women love like receding hairlines and it to be Br- bright white hair you yeah. know
0: he just he just it's just this madman mars character is just such a weird um you mentioned before about the whole the weirdness of the, the fact that we've got a song about the madman and you said about um, my blood, um, of my blood so, that Jasmine has well. the harry harry warden harry warden sort of like the song at the end doesn't it That yeah. sings all about harry warden and the, the yeah what happened to him ne- almost like it gives you like a little insight into like what happened before or what happened next to harry Sub warden yeah um and it is it's in that similar vein as well to that, it, that kind of song. Like it, it's a weird synthesized kind of oh, folksy on the song though, at the same yeah. time. Um, it's it is bizarre. That's <laughs> It's it. a weird, and I get why it's a cult film, and it has some good deaths, I think. I think the deaths were quite well done, but it also has that weird artsy style to it where it's as if they couldn't i think it is the case of they couldn't afford it on the budget but the director had seen things that he really liked yeah so he tried to emulate kind of almost like french new wave That's cinema it. or something it feels very
1: uh it feels kind of that way that 80s late 70s italian horror you know yeah. when when some it if you would have told me that this was inspired by something like Dario Argento, I'd be like, "Yeah, you know this this could be a da- this could be an Argento knockoff in the way in which it's filmed. It has that w- kind of weird soundtrack, weird like kind of tracking shots, weird imagery to it, but none of the actual budget or kind of I don't want to say skill to back it up, but it it just doesn't have." In, doesn't it doesn't, but I could see why it's a cult film because, I mean, we've been able to speak about this for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, so, there's, there's there's definitely something
0: interesting about it. It just, it's weird. It's like, because even at the start of the film, I thought, oh, this might actually be something kind of different because yeah. the song, yes, I was weirded out by it, but I was also kind of drawn in by yeah, it at it the same fact, time. Like, like a siren call. And it had, <laughs> it had flashes at the beginning of like what they're i think it was like flashes of what their deaths were actually going to yeah be. it was, was it? They had like little short clips of like teasers of what each character as it flicked around each character and i was like weirdly i think that's kind of a cool kind of style yeah. to do it like as if it's foreshadowing as if we're foreshadowing around the campfire what is to come in this yeah. film like a weird little campfire story um but it is kind of that when it when it actually gets into it and weirdly once a lot of those weird flourishes disappear and it starts to become just a standard kind of that going through the woods, yeah. Um, which again isn't fine, but this is a weird film where I could literally say you could cut out a probably a good 20 minutes of walking Easy. through forest and still have a film there, which probably is a tighter and better film, but then it would be barely an hour long, yeah. <laughs> it would be literally about an hour long film, you know, it would be um shorter than this episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it is a weird um, so I think with this and this kind of segment, um. And January dumping grounds of like that. I guess the one thing we said when we first ever talked about it is, do you think that this film deserved to be in the January dumping ground? Do you think it makes sense that this no, was I, where it kind of was, or would you place it in the down and say the yeah, it kind of deserves to stay in the January dumping?
1: I, yeah, I guess it, it would have to because you know we looked through what what was what came out in the year, and I think yeah. you know even the year before nineteen eighty where the film wasn't kind of finished or wasn't ready to be distributed it wouldn't have survived, you know, and I kind of think no. yeah, I mean this suits to be if this had come out, if I'd have been in 1982 and this had come out in January, I probably would have gone to see it because it's, that's it it's, it like, oh, it's like a, a weird, yeah. It's January it's a horror film, it's the 80s
0: as well when you're like, anyone including like kids who are barely about of age who are like, I will go and see any horror film I possibly can, and it almost feels like it's for that teenage market of like You've got to go go and see like this. We got we got tits, we've got hot tubs, we got yeah. we've got twirling ballet dancers <laughs> in the water, you know. And a dog man. And a dog man. Who doesn't want a dog man in their film? Um in yeah. like but in terms of like quality, like would you place if we say Danro Dumperground is like our like our like lower kind of cesspool yeah. of cinema, would you still be like, yeah, yeah, it deserves to be in that? Genre. Yeah, I'd I, <laughs> yeah, put it in there. I know. think I, I think I would agree. I think it although I said merits it... Yes, some of the kills and stuff like that. In general, I mean, if I was rating this film, I wouldn't rate it higher than like a lot of Horror, horror films. I wouldn't be putting this high on no. the list. I wouldn't be putting it complex, and it was the twenty fifth best slasher. No, uh, I slasher film of all time. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I guess some, uh, maybe if I, I hadn't actually looked through what all of the numbers on theirs were, but if if we're talking about the list of the twenty five best horror film, uh, was it best horror film not just slasher? It was, was slash It was slasher. Films. Was it slasher? Okay, that's that's a bit better because I guess there are like only so many major like. slash your films and stuff like like, in a certain
1: way um i mean it's not it actually is coming in at number
0: 25
1: yeah but even then i don't know if i'd quite put it there
0: so it's like right that but i'm sure i could probably find some like that i think oh yeah no I, i i'd say there's more like I feel like that's a bit of a, a, a choice of like they're just trying to be a little bit different. Like, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Yeah, but there are some questionable choices on here where some of them just aren't that great. But only a few below is My Bloody <laughs> Valentine the original, which I kind <laughs> of <to> fake is, <laughs> and bad. several of the like the Jason films. And they're just not even for the Jason films, which we say a sloppy thing. They're just not. It's just not a well-made film in general it's it's, a film that's like taking all this inspiration and sadly it's 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 extremely low budget so i understand why people might like it but it definitely deserves its place in the january dumping ground Um, not every film i believe that we'll talk about from the january dumping ground would deserve to be there but this one definitely was well our
1: next one (laughs) that's well that's it that's part of the fun um and as always if you've enjoyed the show then uh hit the subscribe button and leave us a lovely review and join us next Monday as we return to the January dumping ground and we look at, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez team up, uh, from dust till dawn. We will see you then.